What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Elevate Experience, the podcast about overcoming struggles and adversity and how that relates to addiction, recovery, and health. I am your host and the CEO of Elevate Addiction Services, Angie Manson. And I'm Dallas Terrell, co-host and life intervention counselor at Elevate. Thank you so much for joining us, and let's jump right in. I've always known, even as this little kid, that I will make a profit from my passion. From having my daughter at 20 years old, to getting a record deal with Ali from the St. Lunatics, doing a nationwide tour with Crazy Bone from Bone Thugs and Harmony, to ending up in Hollywood but realizing I'm Hazelwood. I'm St. Louis, and my family needs me. Leaving all that behind, moving back home, getting sober, finding faith, getting a sales job, then quitting that sales job and starting my own business in my backyard, in my RV. I went from making music just for myself to creating theme music for the biggest entrepreneurs in the world. I'm the studio CEO. I went from being just a rapper to being one of those entrepreneurs myself. But you better believe it when it's time to hit that stage. I'm here to put my melody to your message. I'm Joey Yak. Yak stands for you already know. And if you don't know by now, you probably never will. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Elevate Experience podcast. As you just heard, that was Joey Yak. You should know him by now. He's going to tell us a little bit of his story. We're going to get into some conversation. But first and foremost, Joey, welcome to the show, man. What up, though? I'm excited to get it in. Just like we were talking about before we were recording, man. I'm really excited for today. And um, I'm excited for people to to feel my energy and my soul, for real. There we go. Yeah, I think they felt it in that intro, man. Yeah, that was oh, powerful. For sure. We're super Thank glad you. to have you, brother. I'm, hey, I'm so thankful for being here, for real, man. Let's get it in. Let's do it. Let's do it. So where do we want to start, Mr. Joey? I was thinking, man, like, you know, obviously they kind of heard your story. You're sober, you're an entrepreneur, you're making bangers, not jingles. So what, you know, how did you kind of get into the recovery scene? What did that look like? I know that's probably not a short story, but I'm down to hear it. So I'm, I think in every aspect of my lifestyle, I'm an addict, right? Um, My dad was an addict at, you know, he was like my best friend at nine, 10 years old. Um, Actually like just kind of like my backstory of having, getting signed and everything like, my dad was the dad that I didn't watch cartoons with on Saturdays. Like we would hop in his car at seven, eight o'clock in the morning and battle rap each other. Like he thought he could rap. He still thinks he can rap. And <laughs> like, that was my best friend. Right. And at like, you know, 11, 12 years old, he said he blinked and 15 years went by cause he hit the crack pipe. And he, my, the addiction has always been in my whole family. Like we're our, ad, our personalities. We have that, that a, addictive personality right and as far as me growing up I, I remember the first time I got drunk I um I was I cried I just bawled my eyes out and I was like I want to be just like my damn dad like blah, blah 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 but that really didn't stop me and it just went to where you know I I used to tell people I was just go go gadget ratchet right that was just <laughs> who I was and I, I'm I envy people nowadays that can literally casually drink because it's just not me I'm either all in or I'm all out and that's how I am in business. That's how I am with my family now. And really my sobriety, man, one day, June 30th, 2016 was, I say my date of death and I rebirthed and not just in sobriety, but I found faith. Uh, I got, I got actually into a sales job after I left, you know, being on tour with Bone Thugs and Harmony and having a record deal and 
Like I left all that behind in Hollywood, came back home. And the reason why I had to leave Hollywood is I was flying first class on a guilt trip, man, with me being away from my daughter, me being away from her mom, which is now my wife. We have another uh, daughter and now, you know, we're expecting another kid. So it's like, I'm on this journey and full of expansion, getting out of scarcity into abundance in my life now. And I love it, man. And I'm still an addict. I just changed what I'm addicted to, right? It was when I was on tour and I had tour buses with my face on it, different city, different like night, I would wake up, it was Adderall. And in order to go to sleep, it was alcohol, right? Uh, I used to tell people I'm, I live off a double A battery, alcohol, Adderall. That's my double A battery. <laughs> and I was, it was bad, man. You know, and it was just my lifestyle. And it was like, I used to tell myself, I didn't know who I was when I was sober. And I think a lot of people feel that way. And, you know, I know obviously who I am now, um, but I, uh, I think I'll always be an addict now of self-development. You know, uh, people always like, you know, it seems like it's been four years. You got it under control or you ever, I was like, I don't play with fire. I like who I am as a father, as a husband, as a business owner, as just an individual and a warrior God, I'm cool without, you know, alcohol. Right. And well, that's another thing also where people, you know, uh, go drink with other people and it becomes like, like if you're hanging out with someone, you have to drink. And that's one thing. Oh, could I drink? Nah, 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 nah. Like I don't even play with the fire. I always say analogy of you're, you're driving behind a, a to- uh, dump truck and the dump truck has little rocks flying out of it and it hits your windshield and you get like that itty bitty crack in the windshield. And two weeks later, it's across the whole windshield. And you're like, where the mm-hmm. hell did that crack come from? That would be me drinking. The first day would be one sip. The next weekend would be a few shots. The next weekend I'd probably be divorced, like real shit, you know? <laughs> so quick. with, with us talking about sobriety and, uh, you know, on the verge of recovery, I think it definitely is an ending, never ending process. And for those out there that are struggling, man, like I actually am a part of a group now called I am a comeback. I do a lot of content creation for them. So I do theme songs, but I do a lot of creative consulting and editing. And I am a comeback is for really those people that, um, it's, it's business owners and like people in the corporate world that have struggled with drinking, right? It's my buddy, Mark. And, uh, man, it's so cool. Cause like, it's for people that have tried rehab that have tried celebrate recovery, AA, and it just really ain't for them, you know, mm-hmm. cause it isn't for everyone and it isn't a disease. It is a choice. And when you can shift your mindset and everything is a decision, everything is a choice. It's just a beautiful, a beautiful, the results in your life just become so beautiful because, you are the owner of your life. You are the CEO of your life. You get to choose. You get to make the decision in every single thing in life, man. We love that because that's exactly what Elevate does is we take the disease concept out of it and saying, you know, if it's a disease, you're just the effect of whatever's happening to you. But if you're the cause, you can be in control of your life. So I absolutely love that viewpoint that you have. Alcohol or whatever it is. I have a video called, I can't, how do I stop drinking when my friends still drink and like in there, I'm just explaining like, you know, and, and this is Mark's the one that told me this, you know, I, I stopped drinking cold Turkey. Like it was me finding faith, blah, blah, blah. But he says, drinking is not the problem. It's the solution to the problem. Like people need to start being able to dig deep under, you know, what is the root of this problem? Why am I drinking? You know, drinking isn't the problem, bro. That's what you're running from. You're running it's from you're something that's thinking. Deep. Yeah, that's that's real. 
<laughs> well, I think society sort of trying to train us that having feelings and emotions is not okay. And so they and want us to take something all along the way to, to not feel anything, but it's good to feel things. That's a body's like survival tactic and to not feel, then you're not really dealing with life. I'm such an emotional dude. And uh, I, I tell everyone there's, there's victory in being vulnerable. Like I told you guys, and we, you know, we, everything happens to us, not for us and, and, or everything happens for us, not to us. And me personally, you know, all the stuff that's cheesy and corny, you know, I told everyone that's what created my confidence, my certainty and my clarity. So if it's cheesy, yo, bring it to me, you know, like <laughs> when you're younger, you, you know, I'm 28 years old, but like, you know, you think like, oh God, this, or, you know, uh, reading books and like doing all that cheesy, corny stuff. But seriously, the certainty, the clarity and the confidence, it really developed me. So, um, now it's just letting the ego die, right? Like in what you were just saying, like feeling like there's victory in being vulnerable. And especially in the men's side of things, a lot of people, mm -hmm. you know, as a man, they, they try to teach you as a man, you got to be big and strong. I'm like, yo, that is so not 2021 in my opinion. It's good to feel. It's good to, to be able to be real with yourself and express yourself. You know, there's a difference between just complaining and, you know, uh, you know, just just complaining and then being real with yourself and being aware and alert. So totally feel that. Yeah, dude, absolutely. And, you know, I think one thing I love too, that you said, or, you know, I, I mean, I guess you did say this, but I guess my question for you more is like, I could imagine back in the day you, you were touring, you were making music, you had the record deal and you had the money and you're hanging out with bone thugs. Right. And then you realize the things that were most important to you were, were, were your family being back mm -hmm. home and being with them. So it's almost like the simple things, the, the, the things that we miss family, uh, time connection with them was not nearly as cool as the things we thought we always wanted. Simple as sexy, small as sexy, 110%, man. You know, I'm on tour with the, the, one of the most legendary groups in the world. What, what it doesn't matter on the outside if your inside isn't built properly. On the outside, I'm looking like I'm living the American dream. On the inside, I felt like I was living the worst nightmare, not feel like I was, right? And it's it's that's why it's so important to know who you are because let's be real, there's some people out there that hear my story and they're probably like, and they, and I live the way they live now as far as like being a, hus a present husband and being you know a present father. And like, they probably would be like, I want to go do that. And they might yeah. like not even <laughs> resent that. They might not even resent leaving their family. Like there's people out here that it is what it is. That's not what they want. And that's what they have. But there's other people like me that literally I was like, I am going to find my purpose and passion. And I want to be a husband. I want to be a father. And I want to be somebody I'm proud of. And, and for me, I had a, I had to learn who I was not in order to find out who I actually was. And I think a lot of people, you know, they don't, they, some people know who they are. Some people want everyone to know who they are, but they don't even know who they are. And then some people just need to understand, okay, that's not me. So I need to develop me. Right. I didn't have a lot of uh, role models and shit. Like my dad was in and out. And even still to this day, that's like my homie. Like that's my friend. Like I didn't have the ideal, you know, male role models and figures in my life. And that's cool. It made me who I am. And, but, but the, um, it, it's just so important to know who, 
who you are and simple as sexy, small as sexy. I don't care who you are. You know, I was always somebody that dreamed big and I still dream big, but I learned that my foundation needed to be solid. Like I just, uh, I made a video called uh, a message to my heart or a message from my heart to all the hustlers. And in it, it was me in my backyard. I had this, this uh, 10 by 12 shed called the BB just got out of it. So I just moved in this four bed, three bath house. You know, I'm from an urban area where it was, I was in a two bed, one bath. And like, I knew I was on that rise and I was like, I, Everyone rocked with me because I'm like, what up, y'all? I'm in the BB backyard business. Let's get it. And, <laughs> you know, people that are in mansions and driving Lambos and shit, they're like, I like this dude because he knows who he is. I had that hunger, that grit. I knew who I was and you could feel my soul, and my energy, just like people that are listening to right now. Hopefully they can feel and hear. So in that in that video, I was like, you know, right now I'm in my 10 by 12 shed. This is where I make my bangers, da, 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 you know, but I'm owning me. I'm owning where I am right now. I'm in a two bed, one bath, 800 square foot house. Right. And now I'm somewhere else. It's so important in that video. I was like, I need to be able to say if I if I can't do it in here, how am I going to do it in the four bath, three bath house? If I can't walk outside of my backyard every day and and have electric coming from my house into this shed in the 10 by 12 shed. And if I can't make money in here, how am I going to make money there? So in my whole because I've had all that big shit. So I realized, wow, I had all this but felt so empty. You know what? I need to. I need to start from scratch, you know, and, and recreate myself. And it's been a process. It's been years in the making of being who I am and and to feeling the way I feel and to presenting the way I can present. And um, I know who I am, though, now. Like, I just know who Joey is. And it's a powerful thing to know who you are. So what did you do that? My question for you is. Uh, in regards to getting sober, and I, I get you probably didn't do a program, you didn't subscribe to the different methodologies. How? What does finding faith mean? Like, how did you use that, or what self development? Like, how did you get sober? Was it a white knuckling kind of thing? Was it easy because you made the decision? Like, what did that process look like? So there, it was a click. So like, there's been multiple times in my life now that like I've had these click moments where it's like, all right, that's it. Like, like when I left Hollywood, I had this click moment. And I tell people what I knew is like the Holy Spirit now, like Pete, like I heard something say, leave this behind, go home. So I'm from St. Louis, but Hazelwood, it's a town in St. Louis. And I was in Hollywood and I always would be like, I'm Hazelwood to Hollywood, Hazelwood to Hollywood, like little catchy phrase. And I mm-hmm. heard, I heard leave Hollywood, go back to Hazelwood, leave Hollywood, go back to Hazelwood. And I was like, there's no way I'm doing this. You know, I was around uh, people that, you know, I would never... I, I was around street dudes, you know, I was, I was around some, some, some real life shit going down and it was wild. And like, it just wasn't me, you know, like I was, I'm like, this isn't not me. Um, so finding faith though, like when I came home, leaving all that behind, I still was ratchet for like six to seven months, blacking out, totaled my wife's car, like should probably be dead, you know, like just real shit. And I went to a church called faith church. And when I went there all hungover. The music is what caught me. The oh, yeah. music just hit me. And I was like, ooh. You know, I, I, I always say, um, um, man, I ain't know how to act. I was the person in the sermon sitting way in the back, hood up, head down, walking in alone, way out of my comfort zone. And I, I can just even see it now, just a whole bunch of people when they first find faith and step into the church or because now I'm so deep into like feeling connected to the universe 
that I don't have to walk into a sermon to feel my to feel God's presence. And God is going to be different for every single person. I can look outside and go walk barefoot and be like, whoo, I'm alive. Like I, I live with an intention and action, right? Like it's it's all aligned. And my what what faith means to me is just being able to be connected with the universe and simplifying, you know. Uh, life. Like the fact that you and I are talking right now and you can understand me and I can see you nodding your head. And I just did this with my arms, like without thinking, man, that's so damn fantastic. And I think in life, um, we, we become familiar with what's fantastic. Right. And, and every single day I try to make sure that I don't become familiar with what's fantastic. And what's fantastic is the fact that I'm here talking to you right now. So simplifying it and making sure that, you know, like there's something bigger out there and connecting to it. And I just became addicted to searching for that with reading self-help books. And, you know, I needed to get sober and, you know, not Bible thumping. One Corinthians 14 or 1533 is bad companies, <laughs> corrupts good character. And that right there is in the books we read, in the in the TV we watch, in the music that we listen to, you know, with me making bangers and most of it's more of the hip hop vibe. People would assume that I listen to all this trap music and that's what I used to do. Right. I used to listen to all that kind of more rap hip hop scene. And now it's like I'm pure podcast like she I'm, I'm country music like and, and that's. <laughs> Like my wife's country as hell. It's just funny that she's like with me, but that uh, bad company corrupts good character, man. And just being around, you know, if you're in the barbershop, you're going to end up getting your haircut. If you're in the church, you're going to end up starting to believe in something. So it's surrounding yourself in those and just being open-minded, you know, your perspective is everything. The moment I changed my perspective, changed my mind is when I really changed my life. Dude, I love that. Yeah, thanks for thanks for saying that, man. That was huge. There was there was two things that you highlight or that I wanted to highlight that I liked what you said, and it was kind of the law of familiarity, right? Where we get used to the things that are familiar, but it shouldn't take away the value of what it is, right? So it's mm -hmm. kind of like our perspective mm -hmm. of being grateful to communicate with another human or to be grateful for the 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 grass, our feet on the grass, being able to breathe being able to move our hands around and connect with a human. That's just because we do it all the time. Doesn't make it awesome. Or as you would say, fantastic. So I love yeah. that you highlighted that. And then my second question is, so I'm a, I'm a counselor, right? I work with the clients all the time. I'm 28. I'm a little bit younger for, you know, kind of the rehab culture. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the younger men tend to connect with me because I'm a younger guy with tattoos. They can relate just to kind of paint the scene. Yeah, but they love hip hop. They love trap music. And I do this assignment in the program called toxic people. Right. And we kind of look at that bad company. We look at the negative influences and the culture that they're living in. And, you know, I'm talking like stacks of money, coding, Xanax, all the cool shit, you know, mm -hmm. and and we look at that and try to see like how cool that isn't or how helpful that really isn't to them. So I just kind of want to get your opinion, which you've kind of given already, but your opinion on kind of like the toxicity of that of that culture and kind of the negative effect it could it could have on a young a young person. Oh, man, it, it's just well, like music is so powerful. Music is the For sound sure. of a feeling like when I'm selling my services to people, you know, I tell people our message is not designed to create emotion. 
but music is right. When, when whenever what we do, we go to music and music will is like the sound of a logo as well. You know, nationwide is on your side. All I got to do is dun, 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 dun. And you're like, oh, that's <laughs> nationwide, right? Liberty, yeah. liberty, like all those little catchy little things, but even our favorite music and our, you know, it even takes us back to moments. It's so important. And like when I found faith, man, like I started listening to more Christian music. And instantly when you think about music, about God, like there's some artists out here that are disgusting. They are so dope and they talk about God. And some of them don't even talk about God, but they are Christians. And you don't even have to believe in God to really like those type of people. But the toxic ability of, of people, it just shows me just because I know who I am and I'm actually from that industry, how lost most people are. And it's a cry for help. They are crying for help, man. Like the Juice World dude. And uh, he even said, you know, without these pills, I wouldn't be alive. But if I keep taking these pills, I'm not going to be alive. And he overdosed. And, you know, these people out here, it went from selling drugs was cool to now being on drugs is cool. It's, it's right. crazy. But I used to be that guy, too, where I would talk about getting drunk as hell, blacked out. I'm drinking on a budget because that's just all <laughs> I knew. Right. And I was I was so big on like dollar dollar wells. And, you know, I used to be that guy that would represent like for the broke people because I was broke as hell. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I show up drunk. Right. But it, it's not cool, man. And I think it's very, very hard to be able to tell people like what you're saying, like, um, it's dope that you do that though, because you know, in, in being looking the way you look, I'm looking at you. I don't know if they're going to be able to look at you or whatever, but for people like you and I, it's so important for us to be that glow and to be the role models. You know what? I remember though, in high school, there was the guy, I cannot remember his name, but he, we were on the retreat and at the retreat, he was like, yeah, you know, I was, uh, I was a star, super tall dude. He was like, you know, I was a, almost a pro athlete, NBA, but I gave it up so I could do this. And I was, and everyone looked at him and me included. I was like, you're tripping. Why would you give up to be here with us? And I remember I found when I left Hollywood, I found his email. I was like scrambling through old. It was like 10 years before found the email message, emailed him and was like, Hey, I just want to let you know you inspired me like to make this decision. I never forgot your testimony. And like, I just made one of those moves and he replied back. Wow. That is amazing to hear, you know, and he was that glow. So like, it's, I always say BTG, BTG, be the glow. So it's important for people like you and I that can relate to us with these young kids, young, hip, you know, Hey, like that's, that's why I want to be able to give back to the kids. Cause I know I can relate to them when our testimony, our story is an asset, man. Um, but man, it's just so important to let these people know that it is toxic, but we have to get to them in a way where it's not like we're just preaching and, and, and annoying them. You know, they just have to, that's why it's so important to, to have our testimony. You know, I don't know the full background of you. So it's like, I don't know if you've been through it all. And, and that's why now you're able to do it. A lot of the shit has to be experienced, you know, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And 95% of our staff have all been through addiction. So yeah. that's why, you know, we, we work so well with the clients because we've been there. We, you we got high it. on the own supply. That's what I tell people all the time. You know, like you can't, you can't sell no Mercedes driving no damn Honda, right? Like you got to <laughs> test drive it. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I'm always telling clients like I've been in your seat. I've been there, you know, and 
it, it's 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 a weird world, right? Where you say, "Hey, man, I used to shoot heroin and crack." And they're like, "Oh, right on." Mm. You know, it's weird that that sentence is like means a lot more yeah. than like it should. You know, like that's the only. But they place have to be able, you, to but they that. know that you feel the way they feel or have felt, right? So it's just sure. so important, man, and it's uh so important for people to uh, to be vulnerable because like i said there's victory in being vulnerable in our past we can package it up and present it to the platform and uh just so important man for real yeah for sure and i'm, I'm super glad you're doing that in your own way too you know because yeah. it's important and the most important thing to me that you said was that you look at kind of that culture now and it's like you're lost you're missing the boat right so like, lost dude, man they they're yeah, sitting they're there living just so destroyed you know that they're, they're not living they're just alive like i i ask people are you breathing or are you really alive like it's such <laughs> a like deep powerful question you know like are you living or are you alive a lot of people are just living they wake up day to day and just float that's what i'm saying if you can get back to the whole living like being alive is so freaking amazing it's fantastic and we're so familiar with it man like what i do for business owners like make these bangers you know to my wife and to my kids it's familiar like it really right. is like they're like hey dad man come on come downstairs you know and I'm like all right hold on, hold on hold on you know but when i send it to a client they're like oh my god how did you do that you know and it's it's fantastic to them so it's it's good though that i'm in a, you know i've created a way to like even when I do get a little familiar with it, they make sure that I know, wow, what I do is fantastic, you know, but it's just so, so important to be aware and to be alert of, wow, I, and I am fantastic. This life is fantastic. And it's just some people that are listening to this now, it might hit them, right? And also remember that the way that I say something and the, we might have the same message, but the way you say the message might hit certain people a different way. So if you're listening to this right now and you know that you have a message and maybe the same message I have, you're going to touch other people that I can't touch and vice versa, right? So it's so important to be very open and to be vocal. I don't know the exact demographic if if people that are recovering are listening to this or if people that that have already recovered or they're still in the slumps and still in like the damn man, like I'm going through it. Right. Just know that I've been there. You've been there. You know, we're walking and living testimonies of if you ain't dead, you ain't done. So it's time to get dedicated and get shit done. For real. <laughs> so I have well two takeaways from that. Um, first of all, yeah, the podcast is, is the whole reason. I mean, we run a drug rehab, so, you know, we're helping people, but we wanted to be able to help more people and really take the stigma off drug addiction, because I think that's what we do is walking the walk. We seem like totally cool, normal people, but uh, part of that process has been us sharing our story and getting vulnerable and putting it out there so that we can help more people and more people can listen to the message and go, I need to step up and get help. And yeah. I love that you said, yes, you just got sober. It was cold turkey, but you've done nothing but work, work, work to keep getting better. It's not like you just make a decision and life is great. And it wasn't you just one try. Hard. You know, it wasn't, I've always would be like, I'm done drinking. I'm done drinking, yeah. you know? So just know that it wasn't like, I'm done. Eh. It was one of those things where I didn't near had to die. And it, uh, man, I should be dead. No bullshit. I even went to a site. I was going to like a, a medium, whatever the hell they call it, psychic. And, <laughs> oh, like, right. 
I'm sitting there just like listening to her, like, all right, tell me, you know, me and my wife actually went to one and like they said to my wife, someone's going to take you around the world one day with their microphone. And I was drunk at the thing, school locking. I was like, yo, that's me. That's me. That's me. And it ended up happening. But this lady <laughs> told me, she was like, I truly believe you would be dead right now if you didn't change, if you didn't break the cycle in your family. I was like, I truly believe that shit too. I really believe that shit. So I just wanted to make sure anybody listening, they're like, oh, this dude, first time. No, it, it was a process of trying to stop it. But once again, it's a decision, it's a choice. And if you can tell yourself that every day and make that become like real, like believe that, believe that I have a decision, I have a choice. And if I could change this perspective, like I didn't even know what the word perspective meant two years ago. Like, but, but perspective is everything. The way you view the world, I could put a picture up and the way you look at the picture and I look at the picture, it's totally different. I could be like, wow, look at that. You could be like, ugh. like the way we view life in general is different. And I think that's another thing I always tell people, you can't see the picture when you're inside of the frame. You are the picture. So it's okay for other people to help you out. A lot of people I think are like, I don't need no help. Look, bro, you're the frame. You got that smudge on the picture right here. You can't do that because you can't see it. You need other people to come in there and say, hey, your picture's a little, eh, a little, a little slanted, right? You obviously have to be open to be like, yo, tell me my picture's slanted, but you can't see the picture when you are inside of the frame. Well said, man. Yeah. Well, well said. Yeah. That's a perfect analogy, right? It's like, I always tell clients, the people that, uh, the people that get help are the ones that ask for it, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like the moment we realize that we all have problems and we all need help is the moment we can actually start receiving the help and getting to where we want to go. So yeah. I'm glad that you said that as a perfect analogy. Like you said, it's simple, right? It's like sobriety is simple. Getting your life better is simple. Losing weight and working out is simple. We just kind of get in the way, whatever that mm -hmm. perspective is, whatever that story, that narrative, that past, the trauma, whatever that is, there's usually something blocking us from moving forward. So I love that you said that, man. And my big question for you, Joey, if and this is a hard question to answer, especially because you seem like a very uh, grateful person, but what would what would be like your biggest takeaways, your biggest I don't know, learning lessons from recovery or sobriety. If, if you could pick out a couple little nuggets that you've taken from sobriety, what would those be, man? From sobriety, um, I think uh, one thing that I've really learned about, like you can't learn who you are until you are sober. Like, one of the things I really developed was like, wow, I know who I am. I like, I, I'm, I'm learning to know who I am, but I'm also learning that I always can grow into who I want to become. Like, I think the, it, it's simple, but I'm clear. Like I'm able to become aware and alert. Like when I was suppressing myself with alcohol, it was impossible to figure out what I wanted to do, who I wanted to become or who I even was. So I think one of the biggest nuggets is if you want to know what you want to do in life, if you want to know who you want to become or even learn about who you are, sobriety is so key because it's going to help you get clear. I mean, and it's it's not easy at first, right? I think that's no. that's one of the biggest. It's simple but not easy, right? I think that's that's huge to say cuz 
the way we talk about it, probably to some people, they're like, man, these dudes are like, <laughs> am, am, I, am I, is there something wrong with me? It's like, no, there ain't nothing wrong with you. Trust me. We ain't saying it like it's easy. You know, it's simple. There's a lot of shit in life that's simple, but it doesn't mean it's easy. So I think that's like my biggest takeaway, man, is uh, in order for me to become who I wanted to become or even to find out who I was, I had to first find out who I was not. And I would not have been able to do any of that if I didn't get sober, right? Um, I'm sure there's a million other things I could think of, dude, but it's sober. It's just a beautiful thing, dude. Sobriety yeah, dude, those are perfect those are perfect those are ex excellent takeaways and it's that's the good that's like a wonderful foundation that's like almost where we start who are we mm. who are we not you know this is easy in theory but how do i apply it so i love you know i love that those were your takeaways if i was to answer that same question i'd say the same things yeah that's real i like also how you said um it's not easy because getting sober is not easy. You have to work at it. It's a daily decision. It's, it's an a investment. daily choice. And you've got to keep getting better because I, I think we prescribed the philosophy. Like if you're not doing better, you're going down the other side. So you almost got to like constantly be pushing to move up that hill so you don't backslide. And that takes a lot of work. And that is yeah. not easy. You're right. You know, you know what a lot. I, I have a formula that like I live by now and it's A plus I equals DR. Action plus intention equals desired results. So like when I move and make moves every single day, I ask myself, all right, what action am I about to take? Is there an intent? Like what, what's the intent behind it? If the intention and the action doesn't line up, I'm not going to get the desired results that I really want. So you need to know what type, it's like reverse psychology. So me, okay, action, not drinking, intention, I know I'm not shit when I'm drunk and I know I'm not a good husband or a good father. Desired result, good husband, good father, better human. Boom, I'm taking that action because the intention lines up. You can do All that day. every single day. Action, uh, eating like shit, intention, I'm stressed. Desired result, uh, I want to be healthy. That doesn't line up. So I ask my, you know, why, why are you sitting there doing the shit that's not going to get you your desired results? And then, of course, I'll try to make excuses and shit like that. And But I think that's a good exercise that people can take away is A plus I equals DR. What action you taking? What intention is behind that? And does it align with your desired results? And if it does, do it. Even like this, action, I'm sitting on the couch, intention, I'm resting, desire results, be energetic for tomorrow. Like, it's okay. Like, it doesn't have to always be big moves like, oh, action, I'm hustling, uh, uh, intention, I got to get it. You know, like, it, it can be <laughs> just, you know, don't don't be like that to yourself. Like, you could chill, you know, it's okay. I think that, that's, I'm finally at that point now because I was all hustle, all gas, no breaks, and I'm still all hustle, but... I know when to take time and to, you know, separate with my family. And obviously I'm always trying to get better at that, but I think that's a good thing. A plus I equals DR. You can do that every single day with every single action you take. Dude. Yeah, that's huge. That's very uh, tangible, you know, and a lot of yeah. people like the, the way I relate to that is when I'm talking with clients, they always want me to tell them what's wrong or tell them how to fix something or tell them what to do. And a lot of times I just spin it back on them. Well, what do you want to do? What do you think you should do? Mm -hmm. How do you think you should do it? But that is a very like tangible one plus one equals two. Yeah. Start here, apply this to your life type of. Dude, I've even skill. thought about getting like journals for that. Like literally action, intention, yeah. desire results. 
Um, one thing that you just said that like you reverse it back and tell them. So Yak, I'm Joey Yak. Yak stands for you already know. Okay. And I told like, yeah, got the yak. And, you know, it, it used to be a party thing, but yak now you already know, like it's a spiritual thing for me now. And that's why I always kept it. Um, Cause everything that we, we want to know, or we want to do, we already know like inside. Sometimes it just takes like a you to be like, what do you want to do? And you know, the answer, you can't see the picture when you're inside of your frame, right? you know what you want to do or, or you just need help a little bit. But inside, if you can connect deep, you already know. You really do. So it's yeah, that's that internal wisdom, dude. Well said. Well said. Yeah. I yeah. like that. You know what else I was thinking too? I kind of wanted to acknowledge this or at least just share this with you that I, I, I really enjoyed. And I think it paints the perfect message of kind of what we were talking about earlier with like the, the toxicness of, of like the hip hop culture and then now using kind of your voice or your music or your message to do better. Uh, so recently, two weeks ago, we had Nick Wingo on the podcast. My guy. And, and then I was talking with Angie. She's like, dude, we're going to talk to Joey Yak. So I'm looking at you on social media and I see the video that you did for his dad that passed away. And it was just like, how cool was that? Like how that's going to last forever. He's, that's going to mean timeless. something for him forever and, and you're using your voice and your message and your melody to create something that lasts forever and feels so good and it's the complete opposite of of what you were doing you know mm -hmm. and and for me it's the complete opposite of what i used to be doing right instead of like selling drugs and ruining lives i'm, I'm showing up to work to try and save them yeah so i just wanted to highlight that and, and kind of acknowledge you too for that that was that was a beautiful, beautiful dude i just video. ran a facebook ad for that like just uh do it like no intention behind it at all action was like all right uh I, i'm gonna run this facebook ad the intention was behind it if this this hit him so hard everyone has lost somebody everyone has lost somebody all right let me put 200 hours behind this bro when I say I got like still flooded, flooded with people. Can you make me a song? 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 And I charge 750 to a thousand minimum for what I do. And you know, for my sure. target demographic is business owners. I don't, you know, just work with random. I don't want to say normal people, but when you say, you know, just, just random songs about people and stuff, I don't, you know, I picked where I could like scale it and make some money through it. Right. Of course. And, you know, these people, I tell them, this way I give back, right? Like I'll do it for $150. And like some people are like, no way, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's fine. I'm not trying to profit off you, off your loss. Like, trust me, I don't obviously. But the amount of people, like it's like three, it's like 400 and some shares and like all only 200 bucks. Like the message, like, like, trust me being positive like that spreads. It really does. Like, and I know uh, drama sells more and drama spreads faster, but Hey, don't get it twisted. Positivity, that message that, and you can feel that video, man. You know, mm -hmm. people, people can feel positive and people can feel, I think I say it um, in that video. I don't know if I do or not, but you don't have to know me face to face to feel each other soul to soul. So just know you social media also as a, as a platform to really show how you feel, you know? 
I think, especially in today's times, we need more of that. There's already yeah. so much drama and, and negativity in the world, overdoses, highest ever. Like, we need more positivity. I think people are really craving that. They really need that. They really want that. So I'm so grateful you're out there delivering that. And, you know, I don't sell like a, you know, that's why the video, I don't know if you guys seen it, the one I was talking about drinking with your, or stop drinking because your friends and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't, I'm not in that industry, right? You know, that I think that's important also is like people buy from people also, you know, like people work with me and rock with me because they see me doing stuff like Nick Wingo. And obviously your heart has to be attached to it. And me also talking about my sobriety, like people need that type of stuff around the world, man. Like it's so important what we do, man, for real. So even, even like with you two, like, I, and I'm not saying you guys don't know it, but hey, you can't see the picture on your side of the frame. What we're doing is important. What we're doing is powerful and we matter. You know, I think that's, and I'm a humble ass dude, but we do. So I think that's something when we look in the mirror every day, we should be proud. And that's, I got also a video I did where, do you talk to yourself like this? And I was like, in the video, hey, Joey, what up, man? It's Joey. And I just wanted to tell you, I'm so proud of you. Like the way we talk to each other, ourselves, you know, I'm never telling myself I'm proud. I've done, I've lived like five different lives in some <laughs> people's eyes, you know, touring to sobriety, to the kids, to blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we're only 28 years old to some people. We're stupid young still, right? There's people that have been drinking longer than we've been alive. They've been doing drugs longer than we've been alive. So I don't know, man, I think our self-talk is very important as well. And uh, anybody listen to this, I, I strongly encourage you to, turn your phone on and, and tell yourself, Hey, Joey, it's Joey. You know, I'm proud of you, man. You know, seeing you do this, like today you, 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 uh, you attack sobriety today. You killed it, you know, and guess what? If tomorrow you fail and you wake up the next day, you know, me, I'm I, for the longest, I prided on four years and I still rep it. I'm four years, not one sip, but guess what? If I did slip and I'm not trying to cop out the next day after that, you know, fuck that number. I'm going to control today, own today, master today, weaponize myself today. And that's all I can control. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm on one right now. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that was good. That was good, man. I like that, dude. I like that a lot. I think we got to link some of those videos because like you said, I'll send them all to you. Say that again? I'll send them all to you. Yeah, dude, that would be awesome because I think there's a – what you said, right? It's like, you're not in that space. And maybe that's why it hits so much harder, right? It's like, you're, I think so too. It. You know, a lot of people are out here trying to sell it. And you know, For me, sure. I'm just trying to, to be TG and that's be the glow. I just want ugh, just to, to be able to people to feel that man. I, I really love to inspire people. I really love to motivate people. And, um, I don't care about like, I don't know. My heart's just there, man. I, I'm here to give. For real. For sure. And it shows. And you see that through the videos because you are glowing, you know, and I think that's that's a huge takeaway for you as a human being. It's a huge takeaway that what you're doing matters as well. And, and it's cool that you get that kind of that feedback or that response through social media because that doesn't yeah. always happen. You know, most people look at social media as this negative BS type of feed, you know, comparison type of deal. But I like the idea of like, what would it be like if we, we used it for good? You know, mm -hmm. what would it be like if we used it to kind of fill up, fill up our cup, not take yeah. from it? Love that. 
Well, and I love how you took your passion and purpose, which you always had for music, and I don't want to say now you turned it for good, but getting sober, you're now doing the exact same thing that you love doing all along. And now you can do it for all these other amazing things and helping people along the way. I mean, I packaged is, up my pain and presented yeah. it as a product or presented it as a platform. Like we all can package up our past, package up our pain, you know, and, and it goes back. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Like I know that's cliche and it's cheesy and corny, but the shit's real. True. Man. Shit is real. Shit, <laughs> it, you know, the thing, if, if, if you, if your first reaction is that is cheesy, that is corny, your next reaction now after you hear this and hear me talking about that should be, hold up, is that my ego talking? Let me really think about that. Let me dive in for real now and say, yeah, it's cheesy and corny to my ego. That's some truth right there. So I, I definitely recommend people doing that because you can get caught up in the, man, that's just whack. That's just, that's corny. That's cheesy. I'm big. I've been really big on that the last like three months, like, catching myself like, that shit is so corny. It's like, hey, man. <laughs> Corny and cheesy shit changed your life and made you yeah, become good. real. Yeah. Have you ever read product. the book uh, New Earth by Eckhart Tolle? No, but I, I'm a junkie when it comes to books. That, like right there behind me, I got that shelf. So I just moved in this house. So all my books are in the garage. There but, you go. um, no, I'm, I'm going to have you send me that link, though, for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll, it's a good one. It talks all about the ego. We we have a book club that we do every week. And so we we read a chapter and then we talk about it. It's all about the ego. So you saying that over and over. Mm -hmm. I think both of us were like, damn, is he reading that book, too? <laughs> we're on an ego. We're on an ego <laughs> kick over here, dude. And that's real. You know, it's it's the book is it's so simple. It talks about the ego so simply and kind of some of the things you were highlighting or saying like this book is like just explained and expressed and analogies and is packaged in the most perfect way, like widespread packaged for the world to see that, like we're all pretty like unconscious, you know, and we're all yeah. pretty like checked out in certain areas and we need to get into the cheesy and the corny and the, how we feel and the being vulnerable. And the book comes in a way that's not like attacking you know it's like encouraging and supportive and i think you dig it dude it's a great book i'll send you the link for sure yeah, please yeah. Do. even just becoming aware of it which is the big obstacle is even realizing there is an ego there driving your reactions to things yeah that's definitely the first step is realizing that's with everything like you know a problem they say the first step of changing is realizing you need to change right like <laughs> yeah yeah you gotta realize it first before you can do this shit for sure. Yeah. Can I, I just want to back up one second. I just want to back up what you had said about the number, because I, th I thought of two examples on that. And I really, I believe what you said is true. So I was doing 75 hard. You, you know what that program is with yeah. Andy. And I actually failed twice. And, but I it failed four times. Me. Huh? I failed four times before I finished it. Okay, good. Get ready to start again. But it didn't hit me as hard as I thought I would because I realized like you, it's just a number. Mm -hmm. Like that 75 magical days doesn't mean anything. How do I feel? I feel good. I did it back to back. And that's 110 straight days and what an accomplishment. And I also liken it to the scale because, you know, I equate like, well, did I lose X amount of pounds? No, I didn't. Do I feel bad? It's just a freaking number. And I love like how you talked about with even sobriety that you can't have attachments to these numbers. It's all about how you feel and the gains you get and to let all that stuff go because it's not a pass or fail. It's not like you hit this number and you win. It's just a number. And I love that. So that's thank deep. you for and bringing how that do you up. Feel, you know, and especially with 75 hard, that's how I'm big on is I don't care about the scale or nothing like, like, how do you feel? And that's what sobriety as well. How do you feel about yourself? 
as an individual, as a father, as a husband, how do you feel? And that's all that really matters is how you feel and your perspective on you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I love that. And then, and that uh, equates to pretty much everything in life, sobriety, mm -hmm. weight, 75 hard, you name it. <laughs> 75 right. hard. Yeah. I've been, uh, I've been being pushed to do it. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm over here. My ego says I got, I'm mentally tough. I'm fit, you know, but I'm more worried about the diet. That's, that's the, that's what's been holding ah, me up. Yeah. It's like, damn. <laughs> I don't know if I could stick to a diet, you know, I, I got the no drinking part down. I got the reading the book down. I exercise all the time, but that diet dude is in my face. <laughs> it could be any diet you want though. That's the magic. You just got to yeah, I was it. pure chicken and rice. I'm that was you, you went chicken rice? I'm chicken, rice, vegetable. I mean, the only vegetables I, I'm like corn, peas. Like I'm so picky dude. And fruit, oh, you know, it wasn't like, I think that's the like, kind of like what she was just saying is, um, you know, me personally, I needed help with the uh, organizing my time, like right. figuring out that I we have more time in the day, really than what we act like we have, you know, like I'm able That's to huge. do boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, out of everything, that was what I feel like I got the most because I always I'm working out already, you know, even like the out outdoor workouts, you know, you can do a 45 minute walk. It doesn't have to be like crazy shit. Right. But I highly recommend it, dude. Like the fact that you said you don't know if you can is the exact reason why you have to. Just, oh, just to yeah. Yes. Thank yeah, you. Hey, here we are, dude, <laughs> to the public. And I'll be like, uh, mm -hmm. full accountability. I'm going to do it. Yes. <laughs> Hold me accountable I will. Via, via the public, you know. I ain't going <laughs> right. to fail now. Yeah, I'm going for a threes, threes of charm. So you can just start with me. Yeah, there we go. I, I know I've been trying to support five Andy. times too. Phase one is harder than damn 75 hard. I feel like I subconsciously failed because of that. I was like, oh, those cold showers are going to suck in the middle of winter. Dude, like, I started maybe I'll wait. Like, I, I live the way I live that way now of what I kind of just said to you. The, the fact that I don't want to means I have to. Right. Yeah. So like every time I, I was like, I do not want to do a cold shower. I was like, that means I got to go do it. Like everything, everything that I'm doing now is like even before this call, like I'm telling you today, like I said before the call. I was in a straight Monday hangover, like, oh, today's Monday, you know, and I, I'm not like a big Monday, Friday week, like I, every day I try to attack and I don't even care about the week, the days of the week and none of that. But today was real. Like I was in a funk and I needed this energy and I needed this to be able to pour for me, you know, and yeah. on a selfish way, <laughs> I needed it for me. So I appreciate you guys today. And I think uh, people, hopefully they're going to be able to get a lot of value out of this. Yeah, dude, absolutely. You know, and I think, yeah, I, I, I'm glad we could we could be uh, supportive in the the sharing of the energy. I definitely feel like we felt it from you too. Oh, and for sure. Hopefully, hopefully you're feeling better now. You know, going into oh this yeah, I'm Monday. ready to smash today. You're ready to no. smash, dude. So yeah, man. As we're winding down, I kind of want to hit two things. Uh, the second one, which we'll get to, kind of being where they everyone can find you and stuff. But my first one is, where are you going? Where are you at right now? What are you doing? What are you working on? Yeah, where, where I'm at right now is um, in, in life in general. So on my personal life, like I really want to expand my relationship with my wife and my kids. Like I have the truck now, like, you know, the personal stuff, like the, um, the, the, the cars, the houses, the, da, 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 that's never really driven me, but I'm at finally at a place now in my business where like, all right, I'm, we're in a bigger house. Uh, I'm married you know, I'm present, a present father. Like it's literally time. My word 
in 2021 is expansion, right? Nice. So I'm ready to take my life to the next level physically, mentally, spiritually. Um, I have, I was at the gym one day and my buddy was like, Hey, I just did this and that and that. And I'm like, what are you training for? He was like, man, I'm just training to be ready for life. And I looked nice. at him, I said, R4L. And he was like, huh? I was like, I'm about to make shirts that say R4L ready for life because spiritually, mentally, you know, spiritually, mentally, physically, every day, my action intentions, the, the desired result is I want to be ready for life. So literally, I don't know what that's going to lead to. If it's going to be a coaching program or whatever it is, I don't care about that. I'm just on expansion for me daily to become ready for life. You know, a lot of people want to hear my five-year plans and these big goals. You know, I'm a creative dude. So like a lot of my actions that I take are so impulsive because my instincts, like I don't trust my instincts. My instincts trust me now. I got to that point where like, I just know, like I make a move and I'm like, oh, there's one of them, you know? So it's, I'm just literally open to the universe and I'm going to keep providing the energy that I provide and keep on showing up the way that I'm showing up. And just the people say, you know, if 10 people say it's raining or pouring outside, it's got to be sprinkling. It's got to be drizzling a little bit. And my results have shown that it's raining outside, like I, for real. And I just know that when I show up the way that I've been showing up and be the glow in every area, not just like as a, as for business, but in my marriage, as a parent, like just that good, I'm connecting to my soul. Everything else is gonna, everything else is gonna adapt. So I just am expanding in all areas of my life to be prepared and weaponized and ready for life. Whew. There we go. Well, congrats on that. I think that's a great space to be in, man. And uh, I know Angie and myself are excited to watch the expansion and and oh, yeah, we're gonna and enjoy connect the expansion. for sure. Like, consider this as like a introduction to our relationship, friendship. You guys ever need anything? Reach out and let's just stay in touch. I really vibe with you guys, and I think what you're doing over there is dope as hell. Um, I I just love the recovery space, man. It's especially with people that are like us. You know, it's it's very important for us to do what we're doing. Um, and there's more people out there that need to be doing it, man. And where do we find you or where do our listeners find you if they want more, if they want a jingle, whatever they want from you? How do they find you? Joey Yak uh, everywhere. You know, I'm a very personal <laughs> dude. So Joey Yak, Y-A-K. Uh, my last name is Peeper. So if you type in Joey Yak and see Joey Yak Peeper pop up, hit me up personally on Facebook. I'm very just like how you reached out to me on Instagram like we're talking just we're all human right so I love being personal I love building that personal connection so just hit me up on Facebook boom there we go you heard it there and uh, yeah thank you so much for your time brother damn right man I awesome. appreciate you guys let's have a great year alright guys that's our show for today we hope you found some value from listening and if you did please share with someone you know or love you can find us on social media we are at elevate addiction services and if you or a loved one are struggling with addiction please call our toll-free confidential 24-hour helpline at 833-33-SOBER or visit our website at elevaterehab.org